And a fade out of under pressure. <laughs> what up? <laughs> what up, Reardon? This is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> We're here. This is week three. Is this podcast four? I think this is podcast four. This is going to be our first one. Yep. We're here in person. It's so cool because it is also like the, I think it's the, no, Kevin and Marone did uh, Shami and Southside. So it's cool because it's Shamanan yeah, and Southside. Sure. sure. Bonding together. Yeah, of course. Yeah, feeling good. <laughs> We're in person. Mostly, I think most of the podcasts have happened remotely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as as locals now, we're able to get together, come together, break bread, yep. uh, share a few words. How you feeling? Uh, this is sick. We were actually in Reardon's like, awesome podcast room that he set up. And I am feeling actually like really cool and legit. Like This is the first podcast where I'm like, Holy shit, this is like so legit. Call it what it is. It's a closet. <laughs> yeah, it is a closet. We are in it's kind of warm. It is kind of warm. It's, dude, the heater, I didn't tell you, is right next door. So <laughs> if at any point you need to take your shirt off, sweating. it's all good. <laughs> We've got, uh, yeah, this is the first time I've ever had anyone in here. So happy for you to be here. <laughs> People can't see. We've got an iPad, two computers. Leak We've got a, a TV with right now only the Grizzlies game on. <laughs> uh, but things are good. So you're you're sitting pretty. Oh, wow. And I, I think I'm also sweating because how nervous I am sitting 3-0. 3-0. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah. I'm Probably th- the first time in your life. <laughs> Ever, I yeah. think. I usually start off 0-3. Right. So I'm like, oh, and then, you know, the Ben trades start to come in. So I'm like, oh, I have to do the trades in order to move up. And now I'm like actually sitting pretty and super nervous and just feeling like very, very lucky. Let's yeah. just say that. What tends to happen to me at this time of year is I've been like so into football and then basketball starts and I stop caring about football. Past couple of years, I've been okay at football, let's mm-hmm. say. And I haven't gotten that into it. Now I don't, my, my football season's in the garbage. So I'm like, all I care about is basketball. But at three and oh, are you, are you gung ho? Are you a hundred percent in? Oh, don't care about anything else? I'm totally invested. It's insane. Like I'm ta- texting Tom at night, like. Tom, are you watching this game right now? Are you up? And he's he's asleep. So it's like, <laughs> holy shit, I'm really invested in this right now. Like, I'm so invested. But it's good. You know, like, at the same time, I love this league. And I think we all do because, I mean, that chat, that group chat is nonstop going, like, yeah. every day. So yeah. it's it's just awesome. I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah. I, you were saying, too, you, you're up late these nights. This is my first season with League Pass. Finally made the punch. <sighs> it's phenomenal. <laughs> but at the same time... My sleep patterns are suffering. I was going to ask you, like, how your sleep patterns, because oh, mine feel terrible. Especially when you have a lot of players that play on the West Coast. <laughs> it's, it's the worst. Oh, man. You almost want to get rid of them because you're like, oh, wow, I don't want these guys. Like, I don't want to stay up all night just watching these For guys. For sure. There are moments where I'm like, well, I'll just, I'll just check my phone. And then I'll see, like, something's happening in some game. I'll pull it up on the phone, watch <laughs> on the phone. Like, try to put it on the lowest volume <laughs> yeah. and, like, stay in the covers. It's rough. But, uh... But we're here. All right. So yeah. nobody really cares about our personal lives. I yeah. think our our intention for this podcast is not to be super long. Agreed. Uh, we've got two segments mm-hmm. as our Wi-Fi is crapping out. We've got two segments on here. One is going to be what we're just calling three most stressful things as an owner, right? That's mm-hmm. going to be a season-long segment. Hopefully, we'll have some blind reactions to those. Yep. 
And then the second, which there's been a, a couple asks for it within the group chat, is going to be the reveal of the week three pa- uh, power rankings. The weird power, power rankings. rankings, which are like awesome. They're always great because we- they kind of set you like, okay, am I... According to Reardon, how shitty is my team or how good is my team? Well, I'm going to say there are some surprises, I think, in there. And, and I'll get through the methodology, but hopefully then you can uh, you can react and give your perspective mm-hmm. on uh, on those players. I'm excited about that. I'm really, really excited about that. All right, cool. Well, do you want to kick off? Do you yes. Wanna... So this idea, the three most stressful like things as a fantasy owner came actually from you, Reardon. You posted about like... Uh, league pass and i thought oh wow like honestly i'm feeling the same exact way so but am i like also stressing about all these other things and so um this idea really just came of yeah what's it's so good though okay <laughs> so we accidentally stopped recording yep just as we were getting into the first segment <laughs> we had a really nice probably 10 minute rant about our first uh first stressful moment yep do you want to just, we'll try to pretend and do the entire thing again. Yeah. So uh, the, what we, what we're talking about is the, the most stressful moments that you face as a fantasy owner. Um, and we kind of are just going to do a little snake draft right here. Um, so my first one is the Sunday scaries. And uh, I think two things that I think everyone faces this is not having a full uh, roster on a Sunday. It's like the scariest thing. And it literally will make me so nervous that I will scream at my phone. And it's, it's just the scariest thing. I'll get so nervous. I'm feeling like my reaction the second time isn't going to be as authentic as the first. monstrous as the first one. <laughs> this is like I'm a poor actor, <laughs> but could not agree more. There are moments I had it on my list as well. And for me, it's Sunday night in particular. Um, Sunday day, you know, you can kind of get through, no big deal. But once the night comes, uh, pretend that you didn't already hear me say this, but for those listening on the podcast, imagine, I always think of Sunday nights as like when you have a box in the Super Bowl and you need seven and two and you're thinking, oh, well, I need this team to get three touchdowns and then a blocked punt. And this team only needs a safety and two field goals or whatever. And you're just working through all these scenarios in your head. Sunday nights. I'm always looking at at all of the scores saying, okay, well, as long as I can make it to the fourth quarter with a 22-point advantage, then I'm golden. And then you start to see the, the, the offensive rebound, the layup, the and one, the steal. All of a sudden, you're just totally toast. And for me, so, so stressful. Heart palpitations. Literally. My poor wife, I'm saying, don't talk to me. <laughs> don't. I'm saying, stay in the other room. <laughs> I can't, I'm yelling. I can't, I mean, you, you've got your son. I literally am screaming. Like uh, last night, two of my players were starting to go minus points and Marone was like inching back with Gordon Hayward. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. And Courtney's like, go to bed. It's 11 o'clock at night. I couldn't go to bed. It was nuts. Are you out there then? Are you in the living room? Are you in the bedroom? I'm usually in the, like by the time 11 o'clock rolls by, I'm usually in the bedroom and just like trying to put myself asleep. Um, but it's so tough because we've talked about this with the, with the West coast games. You're like, Oh, I got to pay attention. I have to pay attention. Yeah. Are you, are you sneaking? Cause I'll like, oh, I'll yeah. roll over and try to keep that phone screen dim, the volume off. 100%. I think, I bet you, if we pulled the whole, like this, this whole crew, I bet you 10 out of 12, 
10 out of 12 would say that they definitely yeah. do the same exact thing. Sure. Yeah. Well, I wonder too now, I mean, there's more and more dads, it seems, by the week. Does that change? Like, were you doing the same thing before fatherhood? Yeah, well, uh, League Pass changed me. Uh, okay. And we've talked about this, but League Pass does change a human being. It really does because yeah. you can watch all these games and it's like, oh, wow, I am going to stay up for this because I'm paying it for number one and number exactly. two. It's like, holy crap, I can watch three games right now at 10 o'clock. Exactly. Well, actually, one thing about that, I got kind of screwed. This is my first year with League Pass mm -hmm. and the offer was like, 30 bucks a month or 200 bucks for the season. Mm -hmm. But the season only runs through May or something. Yeah, I guess it it's the regular season. Yeah, that's it. They don't go to the playoffs. Yeah, but I did the math. And if I paid monthly, it would have been more affordable. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been doing the monthly. Uh, I do the 30. Yeah, it's like a dollar a day. Yeah. But I'm only getting six months. <laughs> I paid 20 extra bucks. I'm so like, get out, get out, get out now. Cancel now and go back to the 30. So what's yours, Mike? All right, let me go to my list. So I had I had Sunday <laughs> Okay, so we crossed that one out. Okay. Mine kind of rolls into Sunday nights as well, because you're talking about the importance of a full roster. Mm -hmm. I've never had a season. So we've only had three weeks this season, but something I've been very fortunate about, or I've, I've been fortunate to um, come in contact with in my team, is a lot of my day-to-days, my DTDs, have played. And historically speaking, anytime I had a day-to-day, -day, you can mark that off completely. That person is out. Call it an O. I'm taking the zero in that in that position. It's I've been fortunate. Uh, I've had probably six or eight guys who have been day-to-day -day with ankles or something and have played. But to me, so stressful when you never know if they're going to play or not. I cannot agree with you more on this. I wrote it down too, DTD. Um, All right. Third attempt. We just talked to the commissioner. <laughs> Every single time we try to record now, it's cutting us off at four minutes and 59 seconds. So <laughs> hopefully you're all enjoying the the roller coaster so far that is this episode. It's so true. So going back to day to day. It's, day to day. It's so nice this year. I've honestly been so lucky too, Mike. And that's been really nice. But I will tell you, if you have a player that plays the 10 o'clock game and they're day to day it is very very stressful because you're like yes you're like okay if at nine o'clock they don't tell me they're not playing then i'm screwed because i can't fill the spot yes so it's so stressful well, yesterday cole anthony definitely the best pick of the, of the season a hundred percent dude was day to day with an ankle and i had to set a reminder for myself <laughs> to check if he was going to play and if not i'm swapping in horrendous kelly Oubre yeah, in right. his place Killian Hayes. It's like, oh God, yeah. please no. That's how you dropped him today. About time. I know. Utter trash. <laughs> so trash. Um, all right, what do you have next? All right, so um, the player that, another stressful thing is the player that you thought was going to put up 30 points mm -hmm. average, but they're like putting up 27 to 28. Mm -hmm. It is the most frustrating, stressful thing in the world. I get, I actually get physically mad at them. I'm like, Come on, you fucking bitch. Yeah. Like, you have to put up 30. You average 30. I'll take that to the next level, too, and say it frustrates me beyond words when, let's say, I'm calling this guy a 32, and he's averaging 27. And I know, I know Max is feeling it right now, let's say Michael Porter Jr. Mm -hmm. You know Michael Porter Jr. is a mid-30s guy, but he's putting up, what, mid-20s yeah, at right. best? And not only frustrating for Max, but I'm sure... 
getting trade offer after trade offer after trade offer. Somebody just saying, well, dude's a 24, thinking you're the only person who thinks he's supposed to be a 35. That becomes so stressful on the owner. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, he's underperforming. Right. He'll probably turn it around at some point. But the the difference between where he is now and what you're perceiving him as, that's stressful on you. It's stressful for everybody. It's so because stressful. There's no success. It's so true. That is so true. It's it, but it's stressful plus frustrating because you're just like, oh my god, please! Like you're supposed to be an average thirty point player, and you're just twenty five. It's like, oh god, please! So you you cut Killian Hayes? Yep. Anyone that's below twenty points, I usually cut. But I would say, at what point do you feel comfortable? Let's say you got a couple guys low twenties. Because this year, yeah, okay, Eric Bledsoe's a great example. He's Maybe the number three scoring option right. in LA. Yeah. You you know that he can have boom games. Right. But at what point do you say, Well, I, I thought he would get me thirty a night, he's getting me twenty three a night. At what point are you making that cut? You're making you're saying, uh I just somebody keep, else. Yeah, right. It's it, you almost have to have those two guys that you're willing to give up every week. Uh huh. Right? It's like that's another fantasy kind of owner trick I've learned from Medassi. It's like two guys that you have to give up every week and you're going to be willing to give them up. I remember Medassi one time telling me like two years ago, he's like, yeah, Pat, you have to be willing to give up your best player. And I'm like, oh, really? And then I started trading my best players. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's not good. Yeah. Papa Medassi. Um, oh, yeah. Papa Medassi. Congrats, man. Congrats. Just, yeah, let's, just say, let's throw that out before we Luke, get in trouble. Luke Doncic Medassi. <laughs> what I want to know, I want to get your take because this is, I think uh, we recently just started f- trading free agent dollars. The fab. And the way it sounds to me is that Matt, uh, Matt and Ben are making some trades with future implications. I think the word loner was even used. Yes, in the, in the, in the chat, right? How do you feel about that? Uh, I, it seems kind of like sketch to me. A little collusion-y? Yeah. <laughs> like, A little lambgate Yeah. I mean, but there were... They, Again, there is no rules that states that like you can't do that. Right. So they use the system to the best they could. Right. They got away with it, but I do think we need to set a rule like, hey, you can't just get back the player the next week. Yeah. I had actually made a, a football trade with Pete Medaxi ten years ago. Pete, it was the last <laughs> trade you ever made, I think, in your entire life. And I believe it was something like I gave up Darren Sproles for a loaf of bread. Or, or vice versa, just for the week, and then traded him back wow. the week after, and, and everyone freaked out. And since, oh Jesus, <laughs> who's over at Anchor Support and can let us know why this is not working for longer than four minutes and fifty-nine seconds? All right, so we got to. What was the last thing we were talking about? We were talking about the twenty points to thirty points players, and then we were talking about Medassi's. And Ben's trade and how kind of we thought it was a little a little weird, a little crazy and with the future fab and how like how does that all work? Um, but I think the last I'll just take I'll just do my last one. Okay. All right. Um, I think the last one is watching or I'm gonna say draft pick fails, right? When you're when you put like a fifteen dollar player mm. and you thought they were going to pan out and they're just failing miserably on your team and you have to cut them right away. 
that is the worst feeling. And it's very stressful because you're like, oh, come on, exactly what you kind of said. Before, with the fruition, you're like, oh, I want this player to be so good. I put $15 in draft, and I want to be, like, known that I did a good draft pick. But at the end of the day, you have to cut him. But this is going to be stressful for you. I didn't know that you were – you didn't. I didn't know your list. But I do remember it last year on your two year, whatever it was, two or three years ago when we drafted at, at, in that house on Long Beach. Yep. You were like, oh, yeah, I had all those guys on my – on my list, but you tell me it's a do not draft list. Last year, you draft Draymond Green. Yep. And you cut Draymond Green. Yep. And he played an influential role in Tom's success in the second half of the year. Yep. So he's got to be an example of someone that you feel kind of fits that mold. A hundred percent. And I and I regretted that so like I was like, because you watch the first couple of weeks, and I think you have to be patient in this league. If you're not patient, you're an idiot. Because, yeah, like, I was so impatient last year to the point where, like, I was coming in dead last. And I was actually watching teams who were patient, Mm -hmm. like yourself and Medassi. And you guys were moving up. And I was like, holy cow. Like, I was right with them. Mm -hmm. And next thing I know, they're moving up because you have to kind of be patient in your team. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think think that's fair. I think um, I'll tell you my last one on there, which is something that I kind of griped about before the season began, but it's the playoff bubble. I oh. think, historically, you and I are on the wrong side of history. Always. <laughs> um, year after year. I. We're in it this year. We're in it. Well, the season is young. <laughs> yeah. The season is... Knocking on a lot of wood. Yes. Is... <laughs> the, the season is young. I feel like a 3-0 and team, which there is only one of those, that can become a 3-6 and team real fast. Yes, 100%. But anyway, my my perspective is, and I feel like it's so stressful year after year, to be competing for that sixth spot. You're right between five and eight, let's say. There's always a a big pack. Mm -hmm. And to me, year after year after year, what is this now, 15 years? I feel like I'm always occupying the same spot for weeks. I was going to ask you, do you think this year is the most competitive year? I keep looking at everyone's team, and I'm like, Where's their flaw? Where are they really stinking? Like, the only team I can say as of now is Sully's. Yes. Because he just took so much risk in the draft. But yet, if any of those guys played, right. I think about this all the time. If Sully's team, if any of those guys actually came on and played, we're screwed. Right. We're all screwed. Well, I think it's interesting to go back to Marone's original podcast of the, the on the bubble. It yeah. seems like, I'd say 10 teams are on the bubble. Tully uh-huh. right now is... Head and shoulders above. Agreed. And Max, unfortunately, is head and shoulders below. <laughs> but again, that can all change. Right. I think that'll also segue nicely into the next segment, yep. too, which is I, I'm keen to... Uh, <laughs> the rankings! Here they come. Rankings. Ta-da. <laughs> and I want to know your reaction. I want to know where you feel yeah. if, if kind of these are representative of where everyone stands. I want to give everyone, again, a refresh of exactly what the format is so there's three elements that go into this it is the breakdown which is your score versus the rest of the league in a given week Mm -hmm. so if you come in first that week with the highest score of the week you're 11 and Mm 0 if you come in last you're 0 and 11 so we've got three weeks worth of data for that we've got three weeks worth of data for record and we've got three weeks worth of data for 
full season points for. And again, the way that these scoring uh, systems happen is that each of those categories has a ranking from 12 to 1. If you're in first place, you get 12. If you're in last place, you get 1. And then every number in between there, if there are ties, they're split, but basically goes down from 11 to 2. We then add those three numbers up. The best possible power rank is 36 points. Again, so 36, which would be 12, 12, 12. The worst possible is three. I'm going to bring you from 12 to 1. So we're going to go in ascending order. And uh, I want to I hear what you think about these, these managers, these seasons thus far. So we're going to start in the number 12 position. This person just mentioned uh, moments ago. This person presently has 5.5 points. So oh, not wow. as bad as possible. Mm -hmm. They're coming in with a breakdown of 5 and 28, which ranks second. That means every single game that they've played, uh, they would have lost 28 times and only beat five different teams. Oh, man. So uh, they're in second there. They have 1.5 points due to record at 0-3, and, and they have two points, the second fewest points scored, and that's Marone. So Marone's team on, like, I got really lucky on Sunday. I got very lucky. His team shit the bed on a Sunday, uh -huh. and he I had one player um, extra. So his team is, like, I think, like we were talking about before, with the 20 points to 30-point guys, He's getting a lot of guys producing at like high twenties and not over the thirty points, and it's just crushing his team. Mm -hmm. He still has Carl Anthony Towns. It's, I mean, his that guy's a beast. He's gonna put up huge points for him. But his like secondary guys, I bet you he's like so pissed at. I mean, Zach Levine's a beast too. But like, he's got Gordon Hayward, OG, and Dinwiddie. And it's just, like, not panning out for him, um, as he probably expects. And he's just gotten unlucky, too. Like, last week, I thought he... I texted him. I was like, you got me this week. Like, you got me. And we actually had a... It's really fun. We had a dinner, like, plan. I've been doing a lot of side bets with everyone. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, get ready to, like, wine and dine me. Uh. And KG texted me. He's like, Duggan, you see? You're beating Marone. I'm like, holy shit. So I text him. Get ready for a three-course meal. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, yeah, McDonald's sounds great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, yeah, 0-3, but I think that will move up, actually. I think he, if we're going to do future rearing pick, uh, projections, I think he'll move up to, like, the mid-pack. Well, I think he's got to be really devastated. Towns, as you said, he's, you know, he's 41 and a half. You paid 50 bucks for Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. Dinwiddie not panning out. Darius Garland not panning out. Kevin Porter Jr., that freak, not panning out. I mean, one of the best players on his team is Josh Giddy. Yeah, you're right. As a as a rookie white dude. I think uh I think this is going to be a longer season than he expected. Yep, you're 100 percent right. Alright, so we'll move from him. We'll move to the eleven spot. So Marone was actually also in twelve last week. I've been keeping these week after week. Okay. Uh Max is oh fuck, sorry. <laughs> oh. oh, Max is Max. Oh, Sully! So Max has uh, six points. So Marone had five and a half. Max has, has six. <sighs> Max's breakdown is four and 29. So he's, I mean, absolutely terrible. He came in 
he had the fifth most points week one and then uh, the lowest points week two and three. He overall has a record of one and two, and he's sitting at the fewest points scored. So many injuries. What's your team yeah. on the kid? Uh, I'd say so many injuries, an inconsistent Drew Holiday. Um, and that's like so tough. I had Drew Holiday, I think last year, and he's just like so inconsistent. But he also can be really, really good. He's one of those players that we talked about before where you, you want to just – you're going to keep him. You're obviously going to keep him the whole year. But it's just like, oh, God, man, please. Can you just average, like, over 38 points or over 35 points, please? Um, yeah, I mean, he has – right now I'm just looking at his bench. I mean, he has – and he talked about it. He has four guys at O, big, fat zeros. So it's like that's so tough. But they're just – I mean, two of them are studs if they ever play, but I don't think they're going to. So it's just so tough. I mean, it's just too many injuries. It's too much risk. He's going to have to do something. I think he's going to have to trade or do something big in order to move up. But again, he has one win, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, you just can't have that many players that don't play. I mean, four O's right now and a Brogdon on D2D. I I feel for Max, man. That must be, like, very, very stressful. (laughs) I know. What I want to know about the tattoo though that Max is getting. Oh Did yeah. Today? Yeah, I saw that in the chat. I didn't under. I didn't get it either. Was that like just like because he thinks he's gonna come in last place, or he's just interested in some ink? Yeah. Ooh. Let us know. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so I will try not to give this one away. Then tenth place, this person down a position from the week before. Twelve, twelve points uh, in the power ranking points. Not terrible. Breakdown. Uh, at 11 and 22, uh, this person has a one and two record and is coming in okay amount of points, um, but not great. At 12, it's the champ. Fergs? Yeah. Uh, Fergs, I mean, it's Booker and Harden. Like, it, if those two actually really produce for him in points, he's going to be incredible. But they're just not producing to, like, the rate they used to, and... Or just Devin Booker, to me, I was talking to Tom about this, and I want to get your take on this. Is he a good fantasy player? Hmm. Well, he's putting up right now 40 fantasy points per game. Average? Yeah. Oh, wow. Which is good. Last year, you'll remember, he was really struggling in the beginning of the season. He's got point guard, shooting guard. He's good. He's He's not great. Shooting guard is a very difficult position. For someone, a pure shooting guard, for someone to be good at. Because you're basically just getting points. Points, no rebounds. No rebounds, maybe an assist here or there. He has assist capabilities. Yeah. You know, he's probably putting up around five-ish per game. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, Devin Booker's probably never going to get you much more than 41 or 42. Yeah. And then Mikel Bridges, like for him, that's got to be tough too. Because like he's he put a good amount of money on him. Because I actually wanted him during the draft. I thought he was going to have a big year, but he's only averaging, as I see right now, 24.2 points. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be tough for him because, he, again, that 20 to 30 guy that you want to average 30 points, but he's now 24. So it's like it was a risk that he took. So, I mean, I, again, I'm never going to – I think we did this podcast last year. And I was like, yeah, Fergie's going to come in dead last, and I'm never going to say that ever again because I think Fergie will somehow – he'll be on that bubble. Like that's my projection for him. If I recall correctly, he was he was somewhere towards the bottom mm-hmm. when he did this last year, uh, and yeah, I mean he put it together. Mo Bamba has been a good ad for him. 
Yeah, the um, magic for you guys. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Ben's just going to talk about Wendell Carter Jr. <laughs> but Berg's missing. Uh, Jeremy Grant's one of those guys that yeah. had a good year last year, not having a great year this year. Trey Young's probably underperforming. Harden is significantly underperforming. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what, what he can pull together. I just played him last week, and uh, we, we had a good amount of back and forth. And I love you, Ferg, but I don't know if this is going to be your year. Mm -hmm. All right. We've got a tie in the eighth spot. Yeah, please tell me it's what I think it is. We'll go. Uh, I'll, uh, both have 14 and a half points. I will do the person who's on the rise first. Okay. Um, this person is has a pretty terrible breakdown. The third worst breakdown at eight and twenty-five. Jeez. Eight and twenty-five get a two and one record. Okay. So has been fortunate in the wins that they did have. Uh, as far as points are concerned, third worst. So not really great. Uh, the person I believe owes you a drink. Or vice versa. I was talking with him yesterday. So, Brendan, is a tied eight. Oh. Again, a guy's team who I really like, it's just Embiid, hit or miss. For him, he's probably he's told me that too. He's like, man, I just can't stand that Embiid is like on and off. And that's got to be really tough. Ingram's hurt. Another big O for him. Um, loves Holmes. Will always love yeah. Holmes. That's a, definitely a proper player. Um, but I don't know. Again, I you can't count out proper. Like, there's some guys in this league you really just can't count out. They're gonna be there near the end, and he probably will somehow try to make it on the bubble. I was with him yesterday. Oh wow! And we were talking about and playing him this week, in fact. Oh wow! And Embiid uh, is out. Not not a knee related issue. It's a health and protocol. Oh really? Catching. He's been hanging out with. With too many people with COVID, Jeez. I think Brendan's team. Again, we we're chatting. He feels really good. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> More technical issues, I'm sure. Prober feels really good about his team. He said he doesn't want to make any trades. He's going to make a, a long run. I I don't see it right now. I don't I don't feel as strongly about his team the way that he does. Uh, you know, Porzingis. He's taking a gamble on. Way big game. That was a big, big gamble. At a hefty price, 25 bucks. Oh, I didn't know he spent that high. I thought yeah. he was in the teens. No, so. But, you know, he can put up numbers in short spurts. You're right. Okad with Rubio. Uh, as Medaxi said, he won the Nick Batum sweet stakes. Uh, he's another guy in, in uh, Los Angeles. I mean, outperforming blood, so. Yeah, 100%. I was going to ask you, is and this is kind of a personal question, but... Do you really want to be proper, like as a as your growing up friend? Like, do you, is he like your number one person that you want to beat in the league? Yes. No. Oh no. Okay. No, I think I love to beat Matt. Same. I think that's honestly unanimously. I think that's <laughs> honestly, if you pulled everyone in the league, I think he's up there. Yeah, and that has nothing to do with <laughs> basketball. It's just, I love to. I love to beat him. Okay. And what a great segue, because he's also tied number eight. Wow. Matt, I'll tell you, he's kind of middle of the pack as far as breakdown is concerned. 15 and 18, his record. Okay. Um, he's putting up um, kind of, again, middle of the pack, seventh yeah. most points. Uh, and he's coming in at a one and two record. So I was with Matt uh, on the draft, and 
he's been feeling pretty good. We talked a little bit before about some of these trades that he's making. What do you think of his squad? I love it. I love his squad. Wow. Yes, and I I know it's coming out of my mouth. I want to like vomit right now, <laughs> but it's the truth. Like I just love his squad. I think it has so much potential. I think this is Matt's year, just to let you know. Wow. I know. I know, and I know your power what? rankings right now are not saying that, but I do. And I think we're all we all should be scared because I'm not even kidding. This Saturday I got a call from him and I was like, Congratulations on the baby boy and he was like, Thanks, man. But did you see my trade? And I was like, Holy <laughs> cow, Reardon. I was like, This is Matt and Matt and Matt will literally put aside having like a baby to win this league. He's going to. So like it's crazy, but I love his team. I think up and down, like he has the youth. He has Morant. He has Edwards. He's probably a little bit frustrated with Edwards, but Randall again putting up huge numbers. Vooch is always consistent. He's got Draymond, like you said. Maybe Draymond in the later half will be sick for him. I don't know. And he also picked up Clay, which is kind of sneaky. If Clay ever, you know, I don't know, but if Clay actually plays in January, it will be sick. So yeah, I mean, he's. I think his team's fine. Definitely. I don't think he's championship caliber. Oh, wow. He's got, I mean, Job puts up 43, mm-hmm. Julius Randle 47. I'm, I'm looking across the board. I'm not seeing, even Vucevic is not even a 40. I know, year. but I just, again, I just love his team. I, there's something about it that's like that perfect mix, and I think he has it. And then, like, these guys all, I've been watching a lot of league pass, and these all these guys have it. Like, they have, like, they'll put up the points. They'll play consistently. They just... Like he's, I'm worried about him. That's just, let's just say that. Okay, well, you heard it here first. <laughs> so that's fourteen and a half. At, at fifteen and a half, this person is in the seventh place spot. Uh, a better breakdown at nineteen and fourteen, the first of which that we've seen over five hundred. Their record is presently, unfortunately, zero and three. I know who you're going to talk about. He's also. Uh, Related to the last person? Exactly, yeah. So at 15 and a half, Poor Pete. one more point above his brother. Honestly, like, these projections, I think, are very... I love them because I think Pete's team is the most unlucky team right now. It really is. He's been playing... Statistically speaking, that is true. Right? He's been playing, like, just, like, guys putting up huge numbers. And I looked at his team because I, I knew this was going to happen today. I kind of knew, like, Pete's projections on your... On the Reardon projections was going to be up. So I was like... What's like bad about his team? What's like not working? And he's just getting unlucky. Like his matchups are just unlucky. He's that guy. If we did kind of, if we did your poll and we all accepted it, he would be making the the, the top right. Wouldn't he be in the the sixth spot? As of like, if we did the points for, he's in the sixth spot. Yeah, yeah. he's I'm, sick. I'm looking now though. Interestingly, stays up. Interestingly, Pete actually has the second most points against. Mm-hmm. First most is Matt yep. with 50 more. So the Medaxi uh, group, they've unfortunately seen a, a lot of points. But Pete, he's got a team this year. He really does. I mean, he's built it around Davis, and then he has two great guards. He has Lillard and Beal. And Beal hasn't even like really shown his muscle yet. I've been watching a lot of Wizards games. Dude, I, why have I been watching so many Wizards games? Because <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I love Bradley oh, Beal, so I'm like, I gotta watch him. For sure. And yeah, I think his team is sick too. He's definitely gonna make the playoffs. If he, like, I know 0-3 is tough to start, but if he just... He's not gonna trade with anyone like mm-hmm. we've talked in the past. He's gonna keep his team and I think his team is good, so he'll move up too. 
Well, the thing about Pete's team, I'll say from my perspective, is you've got some injury questions. Like mm. Kemba is 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 a question mark. Anthony Davis is sure to miss twenty games. He did get his center eligibility. Steven Adams has missed games before. Clint Capel has missed games. Yeah, before. he's gonna have to do something. Damian Lillard also is very much underperforming. I was talking with Proper yesterday, as I said. We can talk more about this later, but I think I may have I may be the Madden curse of NBA players. When I work <laughs> with them, they start to really poorly perform. That's hilarious. He's on that list. <laughs> so uh but you like you like Pete's team. I so. love Pete's team. It's another the Manassi brothers, I like their team. Like and I mean Matt drives me crazy. Pete's the nicest kid in the world. I think like I mean I would rather Pete make it, but Yes. They're they're both you know, they're both teams are really good. All right. Well, we're gonna make the jump now okay. into the twenties. So again, Pete had fifteen and a half. The next person up's got twenty three and a half. Mm-hmm. Their breakdown is the same actually as Matt, so slightly worse than Pete, coming in at fifteen and eighteen. As far as points four is concerned, middle of the pack, seventh. Okay. But three and oh, number one <laughs> in the standings. That'd be yourself. Oh wow. I thought I was gonna be a little bit higher. Nope. I just got really surprised there. Six seed. Yeah. Apparently. It makes sense. I'm like right next to like kind of the Medassi brothers in that aspect. Like I have better I, I've gotten lucky with my three and O start, but like points four, I'm right there with Matt. So it kind of makes kind of sense. Um, I'll, I'll I'll say this about my team. I really like it this year. I think I kind of have that mix of, again, young with a little bit older. I built it around Gobert and Sabonis. And I knew Sabonis was a great player because of Proper. And um, I really like my team. But, like, I've been – I got – my Sundays have been, <laughs> I'm li- like, having – heart palpitations, like you said, and acid reflex because I'm getting so nervous. But Sabonis, as an example, that's yep. another guy, dude. He's scoring eight points less per game. Like yep. You feel you paid almost 50 bucks for him. Do you feel good about that? Yeah, I do. It's honestly like I do, though, because if you watch, like when we watch these league pass games, like these are the guys who are consistently showing up. They're going to put the numbers in the future. And yeah, they're going to sit out. Maybe they'll sit out a couple games. But again, like, I truly, I like the guys who have the ball in their hand, especially in the time the, when the time's going down, the clock's the fourth quarter, and they they have the ball. So it's like, okay, at least the points will come. Like, I think during one game, so bonus, I'll never forget this, Reardon, like, he was at like 10, po- 10 points and somehow miraculously got to 25 points within the last five minutes of a game because he just does that. Yeah. So I'm not like so worried about that, but... Again, I gotten I have a good lucky start, not 0 and 3, finally 3 and 0 and yeah. we'll see. You got a lot out of Sadiq Bay the first couple of weeks. Oh my god, you're times. right. And see which Gary Trent Jr. Yep, true. And now Siakam's come back. I'm like, "Oh god." True. Yep. You got Maxi Tyrese Maxi performing after you added him for a mere 4 bucks. So I mean, 10% of what he originally <laughs> went for for from Tom. <laughs> well, I'm getting lucky with my ads, let's just say that. So at the 6 seed, do you think you're making playoffs? Yes, I do. I think this is my year, finally. I mean, I hope. Okay. Just, if I don't do anything stupid, let's just say if I don't do anything stupid, I I think I make it. That started off pretty strongly. <laughs> I think less so. 
that's kind of who I am. Right. I <laughs> okay, five seed coming up on, on the top five here. Uh, one point above you, 24 and a half. The 20 and 13 breakdown. So has had a pretty good season thus far. Person's coming in at two and one. And as far as points for, I think they are fifth. Okay. 24 and a half. That's Kevin Gray. The Red Storm. Um, yeah, I like Kevin's team. I, I, I can say that. I just, like, I don't know. I don't, I, like, Russell Westbrook, uh, tough. Like, I don't know. I, I can't stand watching him. I know that a lot of people like him, but I can't stand watching him on League Pass because mm-hmm. he's literally, like, just playing totally out of position and just frustrating on the, on the, uh, on the Lakers, but he's going to put up numbers when LeBron's sitting and Mm -hmm. like Anthony Davis are sitting. So good pickup by Kevin. Uh, I love Caruso, but again, like food, like points wise, it's so funny. And I'm going to ask you this reading, like being like, uh, being in this league for so long, some guys, when you see them on league pass, especially like a Caruso, you're like, oh, man, he's got to be averaging 30 points. Like, he's moving the ball. He's on Twitter all the time, right? He's on Instagram. Meanwhile, you look at it when he's averaging. 22. Yeah, 22. You're like, oh, shit. Like, I don't think I would think that of Caruso, but they're definitely players. But that also is good, too, because when you watch players that you haven't seen out-of-market games, you can forecast where they're headed. Yeah, you're right. You kind of see them pick up. I think Maxie's a good example of one of those guys, back to your team. Who actually, I don't think he's worth forty-four free agent dollars, but I think he's probably going to score twenty-nine points at least for the season. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Gray's team. His biggest issue for me is all the Kings. Yeah, he's got a. He, I right. think he was on the All Steel team, whatever it was last time. Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Sure, is having a great season, but you're crazy if you think he's going to keep it up. No, I yeah, mean, he's he's averaging career highs in every single statistical category. The dude is is oh wow, toast pretty soon. But I think Kevin's team is fine. I think he'll you know he's he's got the the formula the Jokic Jokic Westbrook formula won the championship last year. Maybe it happens again this year. I'm not seeing it. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Kevin takes this one home. Yeah, I, I don't think he makes the playoffs. That's that's my prediction on Kevin, but I could be wrong. <laughs> He's had a, la- a good last two weeks. He came in, he had the second most points week two, and, and the third most points week three. Mm-hmm. Just don't see it. Pro- I just don't see it, Reardon. Don't see it. All right, well, let's move on to the number four <laughs> oh. position. Uh, okay, this person has the number three breakdown tied at 24-9, so a pretty good season thus far. A two and one record, fourth most points on the season, and that's myself. So when you drafted, I like put you at the bottom three, and I told you this. Like I didn't like your team when you drafted. I thought that you missed on like your plan, but your pickup of of uh, Greg Anthony, Cole Anthony, Cole Anthony. I would say Greg Anthony, but Cole Anthony was so sick. Uh, I didn't see it. I. It's funny because I. On player ads, I saw him, and I was, like, looking at his average, and I'm like, oh, I can wait a week. I don't think anyone's seeing this right now. And, of course, <laughs> the next day, it was you picked him up. Such a great pickup. Um, I just, yeah, your team is another team I just really like. But probably Aiton is probably driving you crazy. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I got a couple O's here and there. I think Anthony was a great pickup. 
um, one of the things in the frustrating or the stressors that I didn't talk about is wanting to pick somebody up, but it not fitting within your schedule. Mm -hmm. I actually, I took the week two loss first Tully. I conceded to him. I said, Hey man, I, I'm giving up this week basically to get in the order week. to add Anthony. Um, and I thought it was the right move and I think it's, it's played out well. Yeah. Aiden sure is, is a little bit injured. I've had kind of those day-to-days out of Collins, day-to-day out of Donovan Mitchell. Um, but I've got Siakam back. I think the team's good. And you, did you you built it around Paul George? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Paul George, Jimmy Butler, the two of the best uh, shooting guard small forwards, yep. if not the best two in the league. Agreed. Uh, I, if anyone has a center, I, I'd love to talk. I mean, Aiton is giving me what it is, but I'm hoping Siakam will uh, will get that eligibility soon and yep. hopefully round out the team. But I feel pretty good. Yeah, and I think you should. I think you are a playoff team. Like, I I've been looking at you too, so I think you are a playoff team too. In my projections, in the Duggan projections, appreciate it. Yeah, face value projections. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, then uh, above me, this is kind of where the uh, the boys become men. This person has thirty total points. Their breakdown is the same as me, so twenty four and nine. They've had two really good back to back weeks. Number one high score uh, for two weeks in a row. Two and one. The most points in the league is Tully. Tully's team's again, he did it again. Like he's built around seven, I think six to seven guys on his team that you can actually say that just are gonna average thirty points and above. He he just he's great at drafting. And that's I think we gotta all be aware with Tully on that aspect. Um but does it have the longevity to get him in I think it's gonna obviously get him into the playoffs, but does he win the chip is the real question. His team is great. The question I want to pose to you is, he's got five centers in a year where centers are so valuable, incredibly, incredibly valuable. And he, I don't know, I'm not looking at it right now, but five of the top ten probably sit on his team. Yeah. What do you, what do you think of the strategy? He's going to market it. And then I think this is his year where he'll get a big-time player, and that's what's going to get him through the playoffs, and he'll get to the – I mean, he'll get to the chip. But will he win the chip is always the question with Tully. Honestly, it's like, can he win the chip? And, I mean, I think, yeah, I think with the – I didn't notice that now looking at all the centers. But, yeah, he can market all those guys. Yeah, but is he going to? I mean – I don't know. Yeah, that's a great question. He's performing well with five massive centers. Yeah, so true. Does he need somebody else to come in? I, I mean – are you in the are you in the, the trading been, business with him? Yeah, yeah, I'm right. Trying. You know, I think uh, Max and Tom talked about it last time, but the old two for one, Pat had offered me a, a fairly good deal, two for one for Paul George, who I mean right now is a top ten player, if not top five player in the league, and one of it was around his center, one of his centers, and R.J. Barrett. And uh, to me, like I'm not giving up Paul George for any of those players. Do you think he moves any of those centers though, realistically? Yeah, he does. I think someone will bite, and I think his name starts with the B E N. Yeah. <laughs> well, before uh, moving on to, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Deontay Murray. The year so far that he's had, I mean, a top I don't know five player at forty-seven and a half points per game. Uh, if you watch the Spurs, it runs through him, and they're trying to. Who I just got rid of? They're trying to get Kendall to start playing better. And to really get him as the point scorer, but he just doesn't finish. So Deontay's taking all the load. 
Keldon Johnson. Yeah, sorry, Keldon. I said Kendall. But Ke- yeah, Keldon Johnson, who I just got rid of because I just couldn't watch him anymore. I was getting so frustrated. Really. But yeah, that's a big pickup. That's a great pick. Well, you you mentioned the word trading, <laughs> and this kid's ears perked up. I think the rankings are interesting because, again, at, at your face value, I'm probably also saying right now it's always the best team. But yeah. through three weeks, there are there's a tie at number one, and, and you know who's left. Yeah. Uh, we can go over this person's team first at 30 and a half, so only one point above Pat. Uh, this person has a 28 and five breakdown. The best of any team came in third, third, and second. Week one, week two, week three. They're putting up uh, presently the third most points in the league at two and one, and that's Ben's team. I mean, like, his team is stacked. Like, Giannis, Shea, McCollum, Lowry. Like, the only thing is he, and he's admitted it, he doesn't really have a small forward uh, that he needs. And his centers. Mitch Robinson, that's really it. <laughs> so he doesn't really have like a small forward. Well, Cardo, he's got Wendell oh, yeah, he's got Wendell Carter Jr., you're right. He's been performing. You're right. But you got an injured LeBron. I mean, the numbers are big, right? Giannis at 55. LeBron's getting you mid-40s but not playing a lot. No. He's got a couple players, 34, 36, 37, 32. So he's getting numbers. Tully, we didn't we were we didn't mention, but I think Tully's got eleven players averaging about thirty, which is just too deep almost. Ben's team, I think, is kind of close. Is it like eight eight players over thirty? One, two, three, four, five. I didn't see. Seven, eight, nine. Nine. Yeah, which I mean it's significant. Yeah, but, that's huge. And you know, he's gonna continue to move. We did the three way deal last year, you he and I. Um the trades will continue to flow. Yeah. Do you think he, he keeps up this momentum of finishing top three so it, regularly? It really depends if he like actually skis with his team or like if he doesn't. Because we like we could be saying this now, but in two weeks, who knows? Like Ben is one of those types of players in our league that who knows what's gonna happen with his team. So I mean, as of right now, do I think he makes the playoffs? Yes. Do I think he even has a chance at the chip? Yeah. But we don't even know what he's gonna do. Like, he's that type of guy. He, he's willing to trade. Like, he had three guys on the chat today. Like, oh, yeah, I'm willing to trade these three guys. I know. And coming up with these cockamamie uh, FAAB trades. I mean, who even knows if they're real? <laughs> um, all right, Ben, that's your team. And then lastly. The Godfather? Yeah, Mr. Better Luck next year. His power ranking is first with a 30.5 breakdown this year so far. 25 and 8. Pretty strong, I think second most points presently, and uh, the the two and one record after his loss this past week. But what do you think? I mean, I mean, like he's the OG. Like we have to. I can't believe. I can't believe that. I, even like I kind of fell for it when Marone came out with it. I was like, yeah, he really did draft like shit. And I called like Matt, and Matt was like, yeah, he drafted terribly. Like, because you know Matt will give you the honest truth about Tom. Meanwhile, I'll be like, oh, yeah, he did terribly. Meanwhile, I'm telling Tom, oh, yeah, you did great. You know, you're amazing. So, um, yeah, at first glance, I was like, Tom's so screwed this year. It's going to be crazy. I've never thought Tom's team would be screwed. And then first week happens, I'm like, yeah, we're all stupid. We're idiots. Well, I'm not sold. No offense, Tom. (laughs) I mean, I think think he's had a very good stretch. I think Tyler Harrow has had a great couple weeks, overperformed. 
I think Luca, despite uh, his acclaim, is probably exactly where he's going to be for the season. A couple players um, like Evan Mobley, huge out of the gate. Scotty Barnes, huge out of the gate. These are kind of the young guys. And I've gone back and forth with Tom a little bit on this as well. But I don't know. I mean, I think he's he's a playoff team. But I don't think that this is uh, – I don't. I don't want to be on record saying it, but I don't think he wins a, a championship with that roster. Okay. All right. So, so realistically, I have like seven guys making it into the playoffs. Like he's up there, and like he's definitely in that mix. I think he makes the playoffs. Does he win the chip? No. Do I think I win the chip? No. But I would like to make the playoffs who, this year. Who? This can be something that we end up. Yep. Who do you think after three weeks? Who's positioned to take it? It's either I'm going to go with Tully, and I'm going to say this right now, and I've said it before, and I'm throwing up as I say it. It's either, and I, I think it's Medassi. Oh, no. I think it's Tully right now. No. <laughs> you should see Rune right now, Matt. I wish you were in this room. He's like, no I can't, way. I, I mean, there's, I can't. No offense, Matt. What I about think, you? I think Pat takes it. Pat Tully takes it. I think uh, his team is just really strong. If he's healthy, he's great. Uh, Ben's team's obviously great. Tom's team is good, I think. I'd like to compete. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think you make the playoffs this year? I'd definitely make the playoffs. I think you heard it here. Good. I feel really no, good. No, that's good. Like, that's, that's why the, this is why the best, because if you probably pulled up at 11 of these guys, they're going to say they're going to make the playoffs. So it's the best. It's the best, because we're all going to talk shit the whole year. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if you don't think you're going to make the playoffs, if you made it this far, give us a shout. Yeah. Max, I don't know. Oh. I do have one thing. So every time, this is what I picture now, every time you win in fantasy, and I, this was sent to me. You're going to laugh at this. This was sent to me by my, my father-in-law. And he yeah. goes, is this Mike Reardon? And I was laughing hysterically. And I was like, yeah, it is Mike Reardon. So every time you win, I picture this picture. I'm gonna, I might oh have God. to post it that to is. the group chat. Why? <laughs> Hold on. How do I keep... Give me a little more brightness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to picture you like that when you win. Because I think it's the funniest picture. I laughed so hard, Mike. Why do you have... <laughs> what is Courtney pointing at? I have no idea. Yes, my wife is in the picture with Christine Johnson. It's I like... mean, you could, we describe it. I, <laughs> it's a very young me. Yep. Very Without young. a shirt, really. <laughs> I want to know how you got to that state too. Like, how I mean, to be fair, I look kind of shredded. Yeah, you do. You're... That's really nice. So also, your so Courtney's dad sent that to you. Oh yeah, hilarious. Why? I don't know. So funny. He's like, oh, is this Mike Reardon? I have like a picture of him. Like, the, I'm like, okay, weird. Yeah, weird. That's that's, that's kind of who I was living with with for a month. So there you go. That's like, odd. Well, I hope everyone likes that, and I. Uh, yeah, I, I will post that. See something like that. Again. <laughs> That's why I got rid of like social media and stuff because that stuff is out there. That's gonna haunt me if I ever want to run for office. Um. All right. Well, we've we've talked probably a lot longer than expected. It was awesome. Hopefully, anybody stayed stuck around. It was worth it. Yeah. Um. There was a lot of technical difficulties. Gray, if you want to connect with Anchor and say what please. the heck. But uh, any parting words? I guess. Good luck, y'all, and I uh, hope you all suck this year. Yeah, same. All right. <laughs> Love you, Duggan. See you, Reards. Bye.